welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hey everyone, I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today. We're excited to bring you another in our series of interviews with top leaders in health IT. And today's guest is Tiffany Wright. She's VP of Operations at CareMax. Welcome, Tiffany. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to learn from you. You have such an amazing perspective and, and a passion for what you do in healthcare. But before we dive into some of that, tell us a little bit about yourself and CareMax. Well, I've been working in healthcare about 22 years. Okay. Wow, didn't ever think I would say that, right? <laughs> Listen to my parents say they've been working uh, 20 some odd years. Um, but I've been working in healthcare about 22 years. Um, been with CareMax a little over a year and a half. But throughout my stint, I've worked on the side of uh, clinical operations. So I've worked in nursing and medical technology, and then on the other side of things for operations and managed care um, for quality. Mm. Um, I've, uh, prior to my work with CareMax, I worked with uh, UT okay. in Memphis, Tennessee, the Health Science Center. I've also done some traveling, uh, doing consulting work and working with different state you know, during their state programs. Uh, so that's been great, but with CareMax, particularly, we have a unique model where we are so patient-centric, and our focus population are Medicare patients, so okay. seniors, mm -hmm. um, particularly those that are the age of 65 years and older, um, but also those that are medically disabled that we feel like there's a lot of fragments in care. And so we've developed a model that is total wraparound care for those patients, reducing those fragments, addressing a lot of the social determinants of health. And we've been pretty successful right now um, through recent acquisitions. We're now in nine different states. Wow, that's a large organization. <laughs> um, but uh, centrally located in uh, Miami, Florida, mm -hmm. where our corporate office is located. And so we've gone through leaps and bounds in the past 11, almost 12 years of being in operation. So a great, great organization led by um, a set of brothers, uh, yeah, Carlos and Albert cool. DiCello. Yeah. Nice. So talk about some of the challenges that healthcare organizations face, you know, that CareMax faces yeah. today that, that maybe technology can help and you've seen technology actually help. I would say that the, the biggest challenge that we face in healthcare is patient engagement hmm. and retention. Now, it's one thing to engage with the patient, uh, to actually have communication with them mm -hmm. and, and gain that rapport with them, but you have to be able to shift from engaging with them into retaining them as patients. Mm. Uh, there's no secret in the past few years, there's a lot of different healthcare organizations that have emerged mm -hmm. all over the U.S. Uh, there's people, particularly even with our senior population, pulling at our seniors <laughs> left and right. You need to try this, you need to do that. We've got commercials that involve NFL players oh, and, and, and celebrities <laughs> that are pulling them into different um, Medicare plans and particularly we have to be able to educate our patients but also explain to them the role they play in their healthcare journey and how we as their medical providers can assist them. So that's the retention. But what you run into with the engagement and retention, especially with COVID, mm -hmm. um, that has brought the pandemic, brought a whole new set uh, of trials 
to patient engagement and mm -hmm. retention. And honestly, that's where I began my voyage with an introduction to care cognitics. Okay. Um, literally trying to find a patient engagement tool years ago with, with prior organizations, trying to find an engagement tool to outreach to my patients, to ensure that they knew we were there for them um, as a healthcare provider, and then to have them communicate back with us. Uh, what can we do to help you? What can we do along your spectrum of care and your healthcare journey? To number one, make sure you understand your, your diagnoses, your mm -hmm. disorders, or how to become healthier. And then number two, what we can provide for you as a mm. service. So that's been one of the solutions uh, that I was able to utilize with Care Cognitics on that big patient engagement piece. Yeah, so let's talk more about that because it's one thing to say we want to engage patients, right? Like yeah. everyone kind of says something like that. Yeah. Can you give some actual examples, you know, whether you use Care Cognitics or an another platform where you were engaging patients, like, that you were able to really, you know, engage them and, and retain them? I think that's an interesting yeah. approach too. Is there some specific examples of, of what you did and, and how it went? Yeah. I'll start uh, just with current experience now with CareMax. Uh -huh. uh, we're really big on all of our patients. We call them members oh. um, because we want them to be a, a member. Uh, this means that you're a partaker, that you're a participant right. in your healthcare journey and you're not just receiving a service, mm -hmm. but you are a member that's dedicated to the healthcare experience mm -hmm. and that journey. Uh, so we embrace what we consider to be a, a orientation with our patients. So that's the first level of engagement. Let me introduce you to us as your healthcare provider, as your primary care physician, as the support staff that's gonna assist you, where you can learn more about us and then we set expectations. Okay. Here's what you can expect of us. Hmm. as your provider, and here's what we also expect of you. Um, <laughs> I don't think my provider's ever done that. That's interesting. I think that's important. <laughs> think about with, with, your, with your job. With your job, you have to go through orientation. That's one of the right. first days that you yeah. begin on a job. That's where expectations and level setting occur. You learn more about the company you're gonna be working for and what you're gonna experience during your time there. So they're telling you, here's what we expect of you as an employee, but this is what you can expect of us as an employer. It goes the same way in healthcare. Whenever you establish that first level of engagement, we know the first impression <laughs> is a lasting impression, right? Yep. So with that, if we have that level of orientation, we're setting the stage for our patients to let them know what to expect. But also, if for some reason along your journey, you come across some hurdles, some issues, whether it's with us or with someone else, uh, another provider, we want you to come back and talk to us mm. because it's important that we stay engaged, that we stay connected. And that's the, the largest point. And so that orientation with patients and then just doing frequent and consistent, consistency is key, mm. consistent checkpoints with patients. Yeah, well, let's talk about some of that though because I think the challenge I see when I talk to a lot of people is, mm -hmm okay, we want to have that consistent sure. outreach and connection, but how do I do that at scale, right? Like how have yeah. you approached, because you know, we're only so many people and hiring people has gotten even more challenging, right? Oh, so yeah. how are yeah. you looking to address that, you know, and, and maybe how do you use technology to support sure. it as well? Sure, sure. Um, I think number one, you have to do an assessment 
to, to say where are we now, and, and we call this uh, more of our discovery phase. So to your point, how do I scale up to where I need mm -hmm. to be? How do I provide right. that level of engagement? And I may not be able to do it the same way as a company who has over 1,500 employees when mm -hmm. maybe I only have 15. Right. Well, I think that's where you can really embrace, there are a lot of different technology platforms that are available now. You have to figure out which one works best for you. Um, but when you find a technology platform, it has to be one where you want to find a vendor that is flexible, that's willing to work with you where you are. Uh, you need to make sure that that vendor understands the expectations um, that you have set internally and externally so that you all have a great agreement, the frequent touch points to say, uh, what we set in place, is it working, mm -hmm. right? What are some different things we can change? So uh, in the beginning, once you determine what technology platform you wanna use, piloting some different initiatives, um, looking at different um, touch points that you can have, that what's the experience like from the patient and, and surveying mm -hmm. them to say, uh, how, does, how does this make you feel? How are we doing? How are we performing? Are they scaling well to the platform that you've selected? Um, so that's one particular area where I find when you find a good technology platform mm -hmm. and you, the use of AI or artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. when you're able to use that, that's going to help you with your overhead. Um, so now I have a platform to where instead of hiring two people, this engine can do what maybe 10 people can do. Oh, interesting. So um, that's really key, right? You want to start with engagement where you can not only do outreach to patients, mm -hmm. but you also have a portal for any incoming mm. communication that they may bring. So we have, uh, so you want to get a good technology platform and you want to always have something where you can monitor your performance. You can make all the changes in the world, but if you don't have a way to see how has this been helpful, how what's my return on this investment? From where I started to where I am now, what improvements have I seen? Mm -hmm. And so you want something that's gonna be able to provide analytics, the data mm -hmm. that shows our efforts are not in vain um, and we're making a difference. So I think that's very important. So if you're smaller, Look and see what you can do, get a good technology platform. If you're larger, you still have the opportunity to have a great technology platform. And now you can increase your service lines. You got more people <laughs> because now I have this, this technology that's going to assist me. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I think when we first met and started talking, uh, yeah. I remember you telling an experience, I think this is at your last company, mm -hmm. but uh, where, where you said, you know, someone came in and said, hey, we need to solve this problem. Oh. And, you know, it's those ad hoc reports from the yes. leaders that they're yeah. like, can you do this? And, you, yeah. you know, I remember you talk yeah. about that, right? Because I think that goes to your point of flexibility. You know, how do you use that flexibility to meet your, you know, your leadership's needs? Yeah, I, I think we all embrace, this was in March, of 2020, uh -huh. and if everybody remembers those dates, that's when <laughs> this this little thing, not so little, if this we little don't thing remember, called COVID. We have yeah, we have trauma <laughs> from it. Uh, but COVID-19 came into place, and at that time, I was working. Um, with UT and the city of Memphis. And okay. I remember uh, the CEO coming in at the time and city officials, and they said, we have to address uh, this issue of COVID-19 and testing that we're seeing plaguing 
our, our world at this time. What are we going to do for Memphis? We had no model. We had no mm -hmm. blueprint. Yeah. But prior to, we were uh, we had engaged with chronic care management and mm -hmm. a patient engagement system with Care Cognitics. But here's where here's the demand, John. Where it comes, it mm -hmm. becomes interesting. They came to us on March 16th, uh -huh. and they said we need to set up a testing site in the city of Memphis. <laughs> we need to be prepared to test all of the people in the city of Memphis, and we need to be able to start March 19th. <laughs> Three days, two days. <laughs> you really got one day because yeah. you guys, <laughs> so, you know, so we all at each other and it's like, okay, and, and, and Tiffany, and, and at that time, Dr. David Schwartz uh, was the chief clinician that um, helped to lead the efforts. He said, we want you guys to figure it out. So we put our heads together and the first thing I said was, okay, so how are we going to be able to screen who mm -hmm. needs to be tested and who doesn't? Right. And they said, well, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna figure it out? Well. Let me go with what I know. Uh, so I, I was able to jump on the line with Care Cognitics, and I said, I need you to help us develop a screening tool where it could be something that's right, what we use every day, our little <laughs> smartphones, develop a link, triage the patients, decide who needs to be tested, who doesn't, get them a scheduling block. And so literally within a matter of days, all the information we had in the fingertips, of the people of Memphis, mm -hmm. and then we also had the same information at our fingertips to be able to execute a testing site. And we were able to do it all contactless. Wow. And so that's the benefit, you, you have to have systems in place where they can be just as fluid as what the world is today and be adaptable to change. And so we were able to take our existing platform that we used from one level of patient engagement mm -hmm. and shift it to offer an additional service and meet the need that we had at the time. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about, meeting the need. And so um, we were able to do that. And I mean, in a matter of days, yeah. this is right. That's it's, it's epic. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So and even now, still having those systems now in place to be able to quickly triage a patient and, and meet the need where they are. And I think that's the interesting part. It, you know, uh, obviously, COVID impacted all of us. But mm -hmm. like when you look at that, you're like, we actually can act quickly. Yeah. If we have the right tools and technology, and yeah. we have the right, you know, buy-in from mm -hmm. from leadership, right? And you know, I wonder, you know, how many times do we get questioned, "Can you do this?" And mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, I've been talking to some people. It's like, you know, how do we make it so we can say yes rather mm -hmm. than no? That was like six-month project. You know, <laughs> I mean, obviously, COVID forced us to do right. that, right? And you know, I think we it's it's worthwhile to look back and say, why were we able to do that then, mm -hmm. and how can we replicate that in the future? Because the patient needs are going to continue continue to evolve yes. and those demands are still there. I imagine you still experience that, right? As you work with your patients at CareMax, like how can I really impact them? And some doctor comes and says, hey, you know, how do we address obesity or how do we address mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. other challenges, right? I think that, you know, the first thing you have to do is it's just what you said. Everything's needs are not going to stop. Challenges right. are not going uh, to cease to exist. You're, every day that we live on this earth, we're going to face different challenges. But yeah. Mental health is getting worse, right? It, <laughs> mental health is getting worse. But how, the, the solution is how do we overcome it? I think we first have to become connected. You have to mm. network with those who offer various service lines to meet the need. Uh, the second thing is you have to have, as much as you have frequent touch points with the patients and you're hearing the different challenges and needs, you have to have frequent touch points and a meeting of the minds with the leaders 
So we have to address, here's where we are. How can we be better? How can we meet this need? How can we uh, overcome this challenge together? And we have to look at all different perspectives of how it affects each individual department, each individual uh, patient demographic and population. And so I think it's consistent communication or as I like to say, effective, efficient communication. Mm. So sitting at a table with all of the different key parties. So bring your patients to the table. Have mm -hmm. you know these the strategic committees in place where we're saying, what are we doing? How can we do it better? How can we meet the needs? How are we addressing the needs now? And how can we be better? Um, so we, we never cease to stop improving mm -hmm. and working towards improvement. Sure. It's always a strive for excellence. Mm -hmm. It's a strive to be better and to do better because challenges are going to continue to come. So just the free, frequent touch points. Um, so as much engagement as you have with patients, have the same level of engagement with your employees. Oh, uh, employees are at your front line. They're engaging with the patients the most. They're hearing the 30-minute stories that the, the patients have <laughs> with the, in, in their homes and with their families. So uh, engagement with employees and making sure it's a collaborative effort mm -hmm. helps really to, to get to the point where you need to be to overcome various challenges. Yeah. So. And how do you, you know, motivate whether it's patients or employees, interestingly mm -hmm. enough, you know, them to, you know, to action, right? I mean, you talked about the two-way communication with patients. Mm -hmm. I think that might be mm -hmm. one interesting way. But what are you looking at to, you know, to leverage to really motivate patients and employees to be more effective and, and more engaged in the care that's happening? Yeah, I, I think first thing is that you have to be so intentional on your hiring process with yeah. employees first. Sure. I think that's important for leadership <laughs> to know. Um, is that you have to be intentional in the screening process of your employees. They have to have a service first um, mentality. We have mm -hmm. to put our patients uh, first and they are priority. Yep. Um, I think the second thing is really asking the employees um, what would you like? What, what mm. would be a great incentive to accomplishing various goals? So here's the goals we have, and if you meet them, what would you like to see? How would you like to be rewarded? We all like to be appreciated. It's just how do you want to be appreciated, right? And and my level of appreciation may be different than what you like. <laughs> yeah. um, but what just motivates here, you is what different What motivates you is different, sure. right? Um, but I think it's important that we open up the dialogue and we have those conversations of, of we should appreciate our employees. Again, mm -hmm. they stand on the front line. Um, and so uh, it's not just about the discussions uh, that we have in the boardroom, but it's right there at the front desk. Mm -hmm. It's right there meeting the patient in the call centers. How do you want to be appreciated for meeting the various goals that are set? And so that's key. Uh, you you know, people say a lot of times happy, um, what is it, happy spouse, happy house. <laughs> um, so happy wife, happy yeah, life. Happy yeah. wife, happy <laughs> life. You know, but I think you have happy employees, you end up with happy patients. Mm, and so nice. um, I think you have to make sure that you're taking care of your own. Uh, and so employee appreciation, that, that's very key. And let them feel a part of accomplishing mm. the goal. So not just um, this is what we did as a company, but this is what we really worked mm -hmm. to accomplish as a company. So they have to feel integrated and, and involved. Yeah. yeah, that's a great example. You know, as you know, I, I work with Care Cognetics, you know, full yeah. disclosure for everyone watching yeah. at home. <laughs> you know, and, and that's one of the interesting things we've worked on at Care Cognetics mm. is, is how do you motivate those employees, right? And, and can you use rewards to motivate them, mm -hmm. right? And can you, can, can, 
can you use that? And I think that's going to be such an important topic mm -hmm. because, you know, they're going through their own trials, right? They're getting beaten by a lot of patients, yeah. you know, beaten down, just verbally abused, if you that's will, true. right? Like, you know, and there's different extents depending on where mm -hmm. you live, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, so it's like, how do we reward them and motivate them to do sometimes really challenging things, yeah. right? Which yeah. is trying to get the patient involved in a chronic care management program yeah. or, you know, whatever it might be. I, mm -hmm. I think, you know, it, it's, I think we need to spend more focus on that, right? And and mm -hmm. what is the experience of our employees? Because as you say, if they're happy, then the patients will be they're happy They're gonna too. be happy, that's yeah. right. And it's exuding throughout, right? Mm. And so we want, um, my mom used to tell me all the time, she used to tell our uh, siblings, I have a, a brother and a sister, uh -huh. and she said, how are you all gonna be nicer to people who come into our house and you're not nice to each other, <laughs> right? So they. She said, love starts here first. Mm -hmm. And then when people come into our home, they're gonna feel that same love and they're gonna feel welcome. And so again, if we appreciate our employees, if we love on them, mm -hmm. uh, which in turn, uh, we're loving on each other, then our, our patients are gonna feel the love. They're gonna feel yeah. the happiness. And so, you know, it's great. Yeah, and then the question is, how do you do that at scale again? <laughs> that's the, that's the uh, eternal I, challenge. I'll tell you what, this one is, this one is, is, is simpler than, than, okay. uh, than my previous answer. You simply have a discussion. Mm. I can't sit here again, I tell you, what motivates you may be different than what motivates me. I don't care if you have five employees or you have 5,000. Mm -hmm. Survey your employees and say, okay, it, number one, make sure it's crystal clear, this is mm -hmm. what we need to accomplish right. as an organization. How are we gonna reward ourselves if yeah. we accomplish this? So, and here it is, we can throw out ideas together at the table because now they are gonna be so much more motivated if they had input and what we will celebrate and how they will be appreciated. I guarantee you they're gonna work so hard to accomplish those goals because I can now, we sat at the table and we figured it out. So I would say you scale it by simply bringing all your employees together, mm -hmm. no matter how many you have and say, what are we gonna do if we accomplish this? Uh, this is gonna put us at this particular uh, revenue position if we accomplish this and we'll have X number of dollars uh, to, for appreciation. Is that something you guys want on a paycheck or is it something you want on a trip? Mm -hmm. Do you want me to give you yeah. a gift card to, to a coffee place <laughs> or do you wanna go to a steakhouse, right? right. So, the, and I think the, the thing is, is that when you say how do we scale it, also scale your levels of appreciation. Mm. So maybe we don't hit the goal 100%, mm -hmm. but if we don't hit it 100% at 90%, this will still be the appreciation. Right, you can at sell the pizza one, but maybe right, not the right. steak. Right, so yeah, if, yeah <laughs> maybe you get pizza and you don't get steak. You know, maybe you get a gift card for coffee rather than, you know, winning the full Keurig or something <laughs> like that. Um, so again, you can, I just think it, appreciation has to start somewhere. Do something. What can you do at your level? You can just start. You can just start and you can do something. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is you talked about, you know, using tools like Kerkognetics mm -hmm. to track, you know, to do the outreach, but then to track and measure the results, right. you know, to do that and, and how you're doing with patients. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the same thing applies here, right? Like as you were talking, I was like, yeah, but you got to track and measure the results of your employees so that That's you right. can reward them appropriately That's based right. on metrics rather than right. how do I feel today or I like this person better than mm -hmm. the other, right? Mm -hmm. So That's it's right. the same principle. It's, it's fascinating how that same principle of engaging and motivating patients mm -hmm. also applies to employees. That's that's correct. That's correct. And 
And here's the key thing that you have to know as leaders, right? Even if you don't have a care cognitics platform, what do you have at your fingertips? Mm. What kind of tracking can you currently do with your EMR system or sure. whatever your, your personnel and, and, and HR systems? What can you track? Um, what metrics are you able to do? What, what, maybe it's not how many patients we gain, but it's how we're able to reduce our no-show rate, mm -hmm. right? Um, so start with what you can currently track to look at your starting point yeah. and an ending point. And then once you accomplish different things, then you open up you know, yourself to, to different technology platforms and being yeah. able to monitor a lot more. New so. opportunities. Well, it's never done as we, as we started with in the beginning, right? So thank you so much, yeah. Tiffany. This was a lot of fun. And thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcasting application. Thanks, Tiffany. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Bye, everyone.